Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 2, Texts 30 through 34. Text 30. In the beginning of the material creation, the Absolute Lord, in His transcendental position, created the energies of cause and effect by His own internal energy. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The position of the Lord is always transcendental because the causal and effectual energies required for the creation of the material world were also created by him. He is unaffected, therefore, by the qualities of the material modes. His existence, form, activities, and paraphernalia all existed before the material creation. He is all spiritual and has nothing to do with the qualities of the material world which are qualitatively distinct from the spiritual qualities of the Lord. Text 31 After creating the material substance, the Lord expands himself and enters into it. And although he is within the material modes of nature and appears to be one of the created beings, he is always fully enlightened in his transcendental position. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The living entities are separated parts and parcels of the Lord, and the conditioned living entities, who are unfit for the spiritual kingdom, are strewn within the material world to enjoy matter to the fullest extent. As Paramatma and eternal friend of the living entities, the Lord, by one of his plenary portions, accompanies the living entities to guide them in their material enjoyment and become witness to all activities. While the living entities enjoy the material conditions, the Lord maintains his transcendental position without being affected by the material atmosphere. In the Vedic literatures, the Shruti, it is said that there are two birds in one tree. One of them is eating the fruit of the tree, while the other is witnessing the actions. The witness is the Lord, and the fruit eater is the living entity. The fruit eater, living entity, has forgotten his real identity and is overwhelmed in the fruitive activities of the material conditions. But the Lord, Paramatma, is always full in transcendental knowledge. That is the difference between the supersoul and the conditioned soul. The conditioned soul, the living entity, is controlled by the laws of nature, while Paramatma, or the supersoul, is the controller of the material energy. 
Text 32. The Lord, as Supersoul, pervades all things, just as fire permeates wood. And so he appears to be of many varieties, though he is the absolute one without a second. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Lord Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by one of his plenary parts, expands himself all over the material world, and his existence can be perceived even within the atomic energy. Matter, antimatter, proton, neutron, etc., are all different effects of the Paramatma feature of the Lord. As from wood, fire can be manifested, or as butter can be churned out of milk. So also, the presence of the Lord as Paramatma can be felt by the process of legitimate hearing and chanting of the transcendental subjects, which are especially treated in the Vedic literatures, like the Upanishads and Vedanta. Srimad Bhagavatam is the bona fide explanation of these Vedic literatures. The Lord can be realized through the oral reception of the transcendental message, and that is the only way to experience the transcendental subject. As fire is kindled from wood by another fire, the divine consciousness of man can similarly be kindled by another divine grace. His divine grace, the spiritual master, can kindle the spiritual fire from the wood-like living entity by imparting proper spiritual messages injected through the receptive ear. Therefore, one is required to approach a proper spiritual master with receptive ears only, and thus divine existence is gradually realized. The difference between animality and humanity lies in this process only. A human being can hear properly, whereas an animal cannot. Text 33. The Supersoul enters into the bodies of the created beings, or influenced by the modes of material nature, and causes them to enjoy the effects of these modes by the subtle mind. Purport by Srila Prabhupada There are 8,400,000 species of living beings, beginning from the highest intellectual being, Brahma, down to the insignificant ant. And all of them are enjoying the material world according to the desires of the subtle mind and the gross material body. The gross material body is based on the conditions of the subtle mind. And the senses are created according to the desire of the living being. The Lord, as Paramatma, helps the living being get material happiness because the living being is helpless in all respects in obtaining what he desires. He proposes 
and the Lord disposes. In another sense, living beings are part and parcels of the Lord. They are, therefore, one with the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita, the living entities in all varieties of bodies have been claimed by the Lord as his sons. The sufferings and enjoyments of the sons are indirectly the sufferings and enjoyments of the Father. Still, the Father is not in any way affected directly by the suffering and enjoyment of the sons. He is so kind that he constantly remains with the living being as Paramatma and always tries to convert the living being towards the real happiness. Text 34 Thus the Lord of the universes maintains all planets inhabited by demigods, men, and lower animals, and in his play he assumes roles of incarnations to reclaim those in the mode of pure goodness. Purport by Srila Prabhupada There are innumerable material universes, and in each and every universe there are innumerable planets inhabited by different grades of living entities in different modes of nature. The Lord, Vishnu, incarnates himself in each and every one of them and in each and every type of living society. He manifests his transcendental pastimes among them just to create the desire to go back to Godhead. The Lord does not change his original transcendental position, but he appears to be differently manifested according to particular time, circumstances, and society. Sometimes he incarnates himself or empowers a suitable living being to act for him. But in either case, the purpose is the same. The Lord wants the suffering living beings to go back home, back to Godhead. The happiness which the living beings are hankering for is not to be found within any corner of the innumerable universes and material planets. The eternal happiness which the living being wants is obtainable in the kingdom of God, but the forgetful living beings under the influence of the material modes have no information of the kingdom of God. The Lord, therefore, comes to propagate the message of the kingdom of God, either personally as an incarnation or through his bona fide representative as the good son of God. Such incarnations or sons of God are not making propaganda for going back to Godhead only within the human society. Their work is also going on in all types of societies, among demigods and those other than human beings. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the first canto, second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Divinity and Divine Service.
Because chapter 2 contains many important verses, we have organized them into thematic content to help clarify Sutta Goswami's initial presentation. In texts 1 through 4, Sutta Goswami offers his obeisances. Ugrashrava, Sutta Goswami, the son of Ramaharshana, being pleased with the questions of the Brahmins, thanked them and thus attempted to reply. Srila Sutta Goswami said, Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto that great sage, Sukadev Goswami, who can enter the hearts of all. When he went away to take up the renounced order of life, sannyas, leaving home without undergoing reformation by the sacred thread ceremony, his father, Vyasadeva, cried out to him, O oh, my son! Indeed, only the trees echoed in response to the begrieved father. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto him, Sukha, the spiritual master of all sages, the son of Vyasadeva, who, out of his great compassion for those gross materialists who struggle to cross over the darkest regions of material existence, spoke this Purana, supplement to the Vedas, the cream of Vedic knowledge, after having personally assimilated it by experience. Before reciting this Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the very means of conquest, I offer my respectful obeisances unto the personality of Godhead, Narayan, unto Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being, unto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning, and unto Srila Vyasadeva, the author. In text 5, Sutta Goswami shows appreciation for the sages' questions. O sages, I have been justly questioned by you. Your questions are worthy because they relate to Lord Krishna and so are of relevance to the world's welfare. Only questions of this sort are capable of completely satisfying the self. In texts 6 and 7, Sutta Goswami gives the answer to the first question asked by the sages. The supreme occupation, or dharma, for all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. By rendering devotional service unto the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, one immediately acquires causeless knowledge and detachment from the world. In texts 8 through 10, Sutta Goswami gives instructions about how to be motivated while performing work or duties. Duties, or dharma, executed by men, regardless of occupation, 
are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the Supreme Lord. All occupational engagements, or dharmas, are certainly meant for ultimate liberation. They should never be performed for material gain. Furthermore, one who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service, dharma, should never use material gain to cultivate sense gratification. Life's desires should never be aimed at gratifying the senses. One should desire to live only because human life enables one to inquire about the absolute truth. This should be the goal of all works. In texts 11 through 15, Sutta Goswami explains how realization of the Absolute Truth culminates in rendering service unto the Supreme Person. Learned transcendentalists who know the Absolute Truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma, or Bhagavan. That Absolute Truth is realized by the seriously inquisitive student or sage who is well equipped with knowledge and who has become detached by rendering devotional service and hearing the Vedanta Shruti. O best among the twice-born, it is therefore concluded that the highest perfection one can achieve by discharging the prescribed duties or dharmas according to caste divisions and orders of life is to please the personality of Godhead. Therefore, devotees should constantly hear about, glorify, remember, and worship the personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, who is their protector. With sword in hand, intelligent men cut through the labyrinthine knots of reactionary work, karma, by remembering the Lord. Therefore, who will not pay attention to his message? In texts 16 through 22, Sutta Goswami explains how hearing about the Lord affects the sentiments of one's heart. O twice-born sages, by serving those devotees who are completely freed from all vice, great service is done. By such service, one gains affinity for hearing the messages of Vasudeva. Sri Krishna, the Personality of Godhead, who is Paramatma, or the Supersoul, in everyone's heart, and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who relishes his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. By regularly hearing the Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed, and loving service unto the glorious Lord, who is praised with transcendental songs, is established as an irrevocable fact. At the time loving service is established in the heart, 
the effects of nature's modes of passion and ignorance, such as lust, desire, and hankering, disappear from the heart. Then the devotee is established in goodness, and he becomes happy. Thus established in the mode of goodness, the man, rejuvenated by loving service to the Lord, gains liberation from material association, mukti, and comes to know scientifically of the personality of Godhead. Thus the knot in the heart is pierced, and all misgivings are cut to pieces. The chain of fruitive actions is terminated when one sees the self as master. Therefore, all transcendentalists have been rendering loving service with great delight to Lord Krishna, the Personality of Godhead, from time immemorial, because such devotional service is enlivening to the Self. In texts 23 through 29, Sutta Goswami explains why worship of Lord Vishnu is recommended. The transcendental Lord is indirectly associated with the three modes of material nature, namely passion, goodness, and ignorance. And just for the material world's creation, maintenance, and destruction, he accepts the three qualitative forms of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Of these three, all living beings can derive ultimate benefit from Vishnu, the form of the quality of goodness. Firewood is better than raw wood, and fire is even better, for fire is the soul of Vedic sacrifice. Similarly, passion, rajas, is better than ignorance, tamas, but goodness, sattva, is best, because by goodness one can come to realize the absolute truth, Brahman. Previously, all the great sages rendered service under the personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, due to his existence above the three modes of material nature. They worshipped him to become freed from material conditions and thus derive the ultimate benefit. Whoever follows such authorities is also eligible for liberation from the material world. Those who are serious about liberation are certainly non-envious, and they respect all. Yet they reject the horrible and ghastly forms of the demigods and worship only the all-blissful forms and plenary portions of Lord Vishnu. Those who are in the modes of passion and ignorance worship the forefathers, other living beings, and the demigods who are in charge of cosmic activities. For they are urged by a desire to be materially benefited with women, wealth, power, and aristocratic birth. In the revealed scriptures, the ultimate object of knowledge is Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead. The purpose of performing sacrifice is to please him. Yoga is for realizing him. 
all fruit of activities are ultimately rewarded by him only. He is supreme knowledge, and all severe austerities are performed to know him. Religion, dharma, is rendering loving service unto him. He is the supreme goal of life. And in texts 30 through 34, Sutta Goswami explains how the Lord interacts with material nature. In the beginning of the material creation, the Absolute Lord, in his transcendental position, created the energies of cause and effect by his own internal energy. After creating the material substance, the Lord expands himself and enters into it. And although he is within the material modes of nature and appears to be one of the created beings, he is always fully enlightened in his transcendental position. The Lord, as Supersoul, pervades all things, just as fire permeates wood. And so he appears to be of many varieties, though he is the absolute one without a second. The Supersoul enters into the bodies of the created beings who are influenced by the modes of material nature and causes them to enjoy the effects of these modes by the subtle mind. Thus, the Lord of the universes maintains all planets inhabited by demigods, men, and lower animals, and in his play, he assumes the roles of incarnations to reclaim those in the mode of pure goodness. Thus established in the mode of goodness, the man rejuvenated by loving service to the Lord gains liberation from material association, mukti, and comes to know scientifically of the personality of Godhead. So, Bhagavad Tattva Vigyana. Vigyana means science. It is not concoction, speculation. It is a science. Just like Mathematics is a science. Two plus two equal to four. You cannot make two plus two equal to five according to your whims. No. Anywhere you go, it doesn't matter. Because it is science, so either in America or in India or in England, everyone will accept two plus two equal to four. That is science. Science is true everywhere. Not that I can imagine my God according to my whims. You can imagine your God that is going on. No, how you can imagine? 
There is no question of image. This Bhagavat Tattavijnanam, this truth, this science can be understood by a person who is mukta saṅga, mukta saṅga, free from material association. He can understand. mukta saṅga sajāyata. And the condition is evaṁ prasanna manaśo. When you are enlightened, engladdened, because so long we are in, in the jurisdiction of ignorance and passion, there cannot be any uh, jubilant, there cannot be any enlightenment. Therefore you have to come to the platform of goodness. As it is stated in the previous, tadarajastamo bhava kamalu bhadayasthaji Chita etairana vidyam. Chita, everything is working within the heart. The whole thing, heart is the central point of this body. So, uh, when the heart is not punctured by the uh, rajagun and tamagun, and you become situated on the modes of goodness, then you become jubilant. Jubilant means he can understand at that time that why these people are working so hard, like cats and dogs. The human life is meant for understanding what is God. This life is meant for simply understanding what is God. The animal life, they cannot understand. That life is different. But the human life is developed. Consciousness is developed. He can understand. This is called goodness. How one becomes intelligent? He can study when he is on the platform of goodness. He can study the nature. So why I shall work so hard for getting my material necessities? This is being supplied by nature. The birds and beasts, they are getting their food, they are getting their mates, they are being protected in their own way. <clears throat> they have got a sleeping nest apartment. So even an animal, even a small ant, we sit down in the garden, we see, if the small ant, it has got family, it has got home, it has got eating, everything is there. From ant to the elephant, who is supplying? They have no business. They do not do any business. They have no profession. But they are getting their necessities of life. 
Therefore, intelligent person, this is goodness means intelligent, prakash. Ignorance means darkness. In darkness we cannot see what is what. So goodness means light. Anyone can see that there are eight million four hundred thousand species of life or forms of life. They are getting their food, they are getting their shelter, they are satisfying their sex, they are also defending without any uh, extra endeavor. By nature they are doing their own way. So why human being, so-called civilized human being, is so much harassed for these four things? We have got better intelligence. We shall be rather more comfortable without struggling for existence than the animals. But our struggle for existence is greater than their struggle of existence. What is this civilization? This is not civilization. Everyone wants peaceful, calm life, even those who are struggling so hard, big business magnet. Still at the weekend they find out some secluded place, nice place without trouble. That is the nature that human nature should be like that, that why should we work so hard simply for eating, sleeping, mating? This is a wrong type of civilization. But at the modern age, the human society is so made that one has to work like ass whole day and night simply for satisfying these four necessities of life. That is also not guaranteed. Uh, uh, we, we thought that in your country, when I was in India, I was contemplating to coming to your country, I thought that America is very rich. There is no problem for eating, sleeping, mating. Actually there is need, there is no problem. But the civilization is so made that oh, there is no shelter, they are lying down on the park, on the street. Why? There is no necessity, but they have created such civilization that a certain section of people are voluntarily are being obliged, lying down on the street, on the park, no dress, no food, no fixed, fixed up sex life, everything is topsy-turvy. Everything is topsy-turvy. But this is not civilization. This is not civilization. Then how they can understand God? Their mind is always disturbed and full of anxiety. So first of all you have to come to the state of tranquility. prasanna manasu evaṁ prasanna manasu prasanna manasu means always jubilant. That is, that can be achieved by this process. Bhagavad-bhakti-yoga-bhava, by devotional service, no, by no other process. Evaṁ prasanna manasu bhagavad-bhakti-yoga. 
<coughs> one can be jubilant only by uh, practicing Bhagavad Bhakti Yoga. There are many other yoga systems, karma yoga, gyana yoga, dhyana yoga, hatha yoga, everything. Uh, you endeavor for spiritual enlightenment that is called yoga. So there are different types of yoga. But real yoga is Bhagavad Bhakti, devotional. Therefore, in the Bhagavad Gita, it is said, Yoginamapi Sarvesam. Of all the yogis, there are different types of yoga system and different types of yogis also. <clears throat> but Krishna says, of all the yogis, Yoginamapi Sarvesam, Madgatantaratmana, Sadhyavan, Bhajati, Jumang. That yogi who is devotee and always thinking of me or thinking of Krishna within the heart. Yogi namapi sarvisam madgata antaratmana sadhyavan faithful vajate. This is bhajan. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. So he is first class who is chanting Hare Krishna mantra and thinking of Krishna within his heart, first class. That is Bhagavad Bhakti Yoga. And if he does it nicely according to the rules and regulation in the beginning, then he becomes prasanna manasa, prasanna enlightened. There is no more any lamentation or hankering. This is the sign. Evang prasanna manasu bhagavata bhakti yogata. Then you can understand what is God. God is not so cheap. Come on, I shall show you God. You haven't got to follow any rules and regulations. People want to be cheated, therefore there are so many cheaters. They take advantage of it because... They want everything very cheap. Uh, that is not possible. Oh. This is the stage. Prasanna manasa. Oh. Then you can understand what is God. Bhagavad Tattva, because it is a science. Eh? If somebody says, come on, I shall teach you the science of chemistry within a second, give me some money. Is it possible? If somebody says, I shall teach you mathematics, come on, give me some money. So why these rascals are misled? It is a science. It is not sentiment. It is science. Understanding of the Supreme Personality of God, without reference to these scientific books, Vedic literature, it is simply disturbing. Simply rascal down. Simply creating disturbance only. Uh, cheating some people. They are cheated. They do not get anything. Create some disturbance. That is the instruction of Rupa Gushan. Sutis Siti Puranadi Pancharatriki Bidhing Bina 
ओकांतिकी हरेर भक्ति उत्पाता एव कल्पत उत्पात उत्पात मीन्स डिस्टर्बेंस सो मेनी रैस्कैल्स विदाउट रेफरेंस टू दी वेदिक लिटरेचर रिभील स्क्रिप्चर्स श्रुति श्रुति दीज आर वेदिक लिटरेचर्स श्रुति श्रुति पुराण पांचरात्रि की विधि विदाउट रेफरेंस टू द ऑल दिस बुक्स If anyone possesses himself that he has understood God and devotional service, it is simply disturbance, creating disturbance. That's all. So this city Puranadi, because it is a science, how you can manufacture it? It is not that thing. Therefore, any religion without scientific understanding, through philosophy. It is simply sentiment. It is not religion. Uh, and philosophy without religious understanding is mental speculation. That is also useless. Philosophy which does not search ultimately what is true, what is God, that philosophy is mental speculation. And the knowledge of God without philosophy. Is simply sentiment. This would be common to understand God, our relationship with God, our duty. The everything should be understood scientifically. Bhagavatatta Vigyanam. Therefore, this word has been used. Vigyanam. Vishesha Vigyanam. Vigyanam, ordinary knowledge, and B. When the this word is added, be means visheshata, particularly for practical application. This vigyana. So this vigyana, this science can be understood by mukta sanga, who is freed from the lower modes of material nature, especially tamagun and rajun. So. Do not be 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 fooled by so many rascals that Bhagavatatta Vigyana, the science of God, understanding is so cheap that anyone can give you by simply one day's association with some rascal. You see, this is not so possible. Yes, it has to be studied. It has to be practiced. It has to be realized. So this vigyanam is being stated in the Simad Bhagavat. Therefore, in the beginning, in the Simad Bhagavatam, dharma projita koitavatta. All rascalism going on under the name of religion, cheating religion, they are completely kicked out from Simad Bhagavat. Simply on scientific understanding, we are presenting what is. Krishna consciousness, not for sentimentalism. Bhagavad Bhakti Yoga. It is not said by mystic yoga, by hato yoga, by jnana yoga, by karma yoga. No. Bhagavad Bhakti Yoga. If you want to understand the science of God, then we have to adopt this devotional service. Not by yoga. Otherwise, 
in Bhagavad it would have been said by karma yogata, by jnana yogata, by hata yogata, by dhyana yogata. No, it is clearly said Bhagavata bhakti yogata. If you are still after jnana yoga, dhyana yoga, you cannot understand God. It is clearly said. And the Bhagavad Gita also it is clearly said. Bhaktya mahamabhijanati. Simply through devotion and service. So if you want to know God, then you have to follow the prescribed rules and regulations of bhakti yoga, it is very simple. It is made very easy, especially in this age, simply by chanting Hare Krishna mantra. It's so made easy. But we are so unfortunate that we do not take advantage of this. Itadisi tapakripa bhagavan mamapi Duddhaiva idrisami ha janinanurag. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu laments. My dear Lord, you are so compassionate and merciful upon us that in this age you have descended in your, as your name. And one can chant this name without any regulation. Without any regulation. Niyamitas mananena kala. Any time, any circumstances, one can chant this Hare Krishna mantra. Uh, Krishna has become so liberal. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Ita disi bhagavan mamapi, my dear Lord, although you are so much merciful upon me, still I am so unfortunate. Ita disi bhagavan mamapi duddhaiva idrisha. I am so unfortunate. Uh, I could not be attached to chanting of Hare Krishna mantra. I am so unfortunate. You see, the things have been made so easy, actually. But unfortunate class of men, they cannot take to you. Thank you very much.